The first and best victory is to conquer self. Welcome to the Conqueror Approach, a journey of self-mastery. To cultivate our mind, body, spirit, financial literacy, and allow our light to shine upon the world. Brought to you by me, your host, U.S. Navy submarine veteran and entrepreneur, Musa Mikkel. Let's conquer. Thank you, Corey Adams, the noble savage, for joining me. Uh, let's get into it. Please introduce yourself a little bit about who Corey Adams, the noble savage, is. All right. Yeah. Hey, well, thanks for having me, Musa. I appreciate you. And, you know, brother, it's always great conversations with you and I. Um, so, yeah, my name's Corey Adams. Um, I'm, uh, I go by Noble the Savage or Noble Savage. You can find me on on some of the platforms by the said, said name. Basically, I'm just a guy from the upper Midwest. You know, it's um, it's it's been a ride. It's been an experience. I grew up in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Um, one day, I just realized that I had to do something more, and went off to the Marine Corps. Went and joined the circus, as they say. Mm-hmm. And damn right. <laughs> did that for 17 years, did early retirement there. I was in the air wing. I did a bunch of deployments and, and had a fantastic time seeing the world. Little kid from Wisconsin, traveling the globe. It was um, some great experiences, great experiences, life lessons that happened while I was bouncing around. Um, yeah, then I retired from there, came out to Vegas, became a, uh, became a licensed financial advisor, dabbled in that for six years and then threw my hat into the real estate ring and and been doing that for a year and you know transitioning back into a little bit of both now because that's where the education happens um the reasons why i do this stuff is is to educate and to help i learned about finance i learned about how money works because nowhere else are we taught it so I want to be able to continue to be of service to, to anybody I come in contact with. And same thing with real estate. I didn't know what, how real estate worked. I learn about it and I help people understand that more. Right on, man. Thank That's you. That's what it's all about. And you spent, you spent quite some time in the Marines. That must have been quite an experience, <laughs> man. <laughs> I want, I want, let's talk a little bit about how that was because you spent a lot of years um, yeah, yeah. Probably had some good experiences uh, overseas and whatnot. How was how was that overall journey for you being in the military? Because I know people not in the military don't really understand. They think you're just uh, a robot. Just a and robot. Then, <laughs> just a, just, just yeah. a, a brainwashed soldier Pretty out much. there. And then, yeah. Uh, I wasn't in the Marines, so I don't really know how the Marines that journey must have been, especially, you know, that long ago. How was all that for you, man? <laughs> well, it was, it, it gave me time. So it was, it was fantastic, by the way, it was fantastic. And you know how that goes when you're, the hard times are, when you look back on them can be good times. And going through those struggles during those hard times, making me who I am and appreciate all my good times more. And even, you know, all the friendships that I had. Um, so I joined, I first went to the Marine Corps back in 1997. Um, I was 22 years old. I, I needed to jumpstart some things in my, in my world and decided to do that because it was the hardest one. 
It looked like it was the hardest one. It, it's everyone said I went because everyone said, don't go, don't go to the Marine Corps. And I'm like, well, if you're telling me not to go, that's probably where I need to be then. And um, so I ended up going to Marine Corps and, and having a good time. Went to uh, um, MCRD San Diego, uh, Hollywood Marine, as they say, and enjoyed my time there. I, call it, I called it summer camp because I went June, July, August, uh, three months of training. But it was, it, was the, it was the best summer camp I ever had. It was <laughs> we got, I learned a whole lot about myself there. Um, from there, I went to school in Pensacola, Florida, and then to Woodby Island, Washington, and then got finally got stationed in Cherry Point, North Carolina. Um, shortly after I got to my first duty station, Miles 14, I went to uh, my first deployment was Aviano, Italy. And this was right during the Kosovo protests and the airstrikes were going on. The, the, well, the Kosovo airstrikes were getting ready to happen, that conflict. And... Um, there were protests in town for a gondola accident that happened with my airframe. So one thing that I learned while I was there, my very first deployment was that, you know, there is civil unrest in all places. Uh, it was, it was weird to go to work and I always thought that everyone was happy to see the military, but they weren't, they were not happy to see us in Italy at that time. And there were protests and we couldn't go places and, mm -hmm. There was dangers of uh, rioting and all the things, and it's 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 a, it's a crazy world out there. But what it gave me again was just that experience to see how the rest of the world works, to see past of you know how our cities do things, like the cops out there, the cabernaries, cabernaires, cabernaries. They carry automatic weapons, like on the side of the street. And they don't have like, they're not jumping in front of you. They have these little paddles and they'll show you a, a color. If it's red, you need to pull over. Otherwise they can shoot you with these automatic weapons. That's not, the, that's not what we, <laughs> we complain about cops. That's there. There was something totally different there. But those experiences, like I said, they, they allowed me to come back with new eyes and appreciate the things that I have and also see the things that I need to work on. That's awesome, man. How, how important was it for you? for your personal experience, getting out of your comfort zone growing up in Milwaukee and just doing something different, just getting out of there, getting out of your comfort zone, join the military in general. Obviously people can go to college, move, do whatever they want, but how would it have been like if you didn't make that decision and you stayed in Milwaukee? Yeah, it's, I had to, I had to make a big move. You know, I grew up in a place to where it was all about, the statistics it was that cliche statistics that you know young black man it was either going to be dead or in jail by 21 it was more likely for me to do that than to go to college then and i had that was my goal i remember you know being 16 17 18 years old somewhere in there and my i was like if i live to be 21 I, i'll change my life i said if i live to be if i make it to 21 i'm going to change everything and um if I wouldn't have, well, once I turned 21, that's when I decided I was going to the Marine Corps. Um, mm -hmm. If I wouldn't have gotten out of the city and made such a big change, I, I wouldn't, I don't believe I would be here today. Or I would, I definitely wouldn't be, my world wouldn't be what it is today. So it's, it's very important to get outside of your comfort zone because otherwise you don't grow. And otherwise we stay stagnant and we, we don't rise to those occasions of, of the challenges. 
vital, be it college, be it military, be it just taking a job in a different city or state, just to, to, to vet out yourself is super important to put us in those, those hard situations, right? Absolutely. And you can't even imagine what, I can't even imagine what it would be like being on deployment during the Kosovo conflicts. Like that's, that's like another level of getting out of comfort zone, you know, being, being sent to places like that. So I appreciate you. I'm glad you did that for yourself and for yeah, everybody yeah. and serving everybody that you had the opportunity to serve, man. How was, uh, the transition? So I, I obviously recently transitioned outside the military. I only did my five years though. I didn't do as long as you did. <laughs> so I, I, it was, I think it was easier to transition when you do a shorter term. Maybe it's not, but well, your, your term, not to, not to cut you off, but your term was a little bit different than mine, though. At least I had windows, you know what I mean? <laughs> That's true. <laughs> at, least, at least I had windows, and, and there, was some other, there was dry land under me most you of the get, time. You got so. to go outside? I got to go outside, you know? <laughs> true. Submarining is definitely a different world. Um, but I still, I still got a lot of good friends and a lot of good people still in. And some of them are, are planning to transition very soon. Mm. Uh, and I thought I had it all figured out before getting out. Like I had a whole year. I was planning everything, preparing. I thought I had everything set up. And right. then I got out. <laughs> and it was like Mike Tyson's quote, you have a plan until you get punched in the face. Until you get punched in exactly, the face. <laughs> exactly what happened. Uh, and I, I, I thought I had it figured out. But, you know, a lot of learning, a lot of uncomfort when I got transitioned how was your transition and you know what advice could you give our military friends on their transition because i've seen transitions take a turn for the worse for people and we see suicide rates for veterans are still much higher than they definitely need to be of course every suicide yeah. is unnecessary yeah uh, and and that's one of the things that touch my heart so what what can what can you offer our veteran friends well, the, the, the transition itself, it really, it's a, it's a, it's a personal thing. Like it's a really personal thing. It's when we're taken from, you know, what we know we come in the military, you know, we come from a, a culture of structure. Um, and as much as we bag on it while we're in it, as much as we talk trash about it while we're there, when we leave and don't have any, it's, it's, it's jarring. It's, it's very, uh, it's a wake up call. It is definitely a punch in the face. And when you lose your way, there's not this clear cut procedure or person or people you can reach out to, to, and they'll guide you along the way like they will in the military. Um, my advice would be like, for me, what I did a lot of was I kept in touch with a lot of military friends. I seek, I, I, I actively would seek out uh, veteran groups and, and, and talk with them because it's the civilian world doesn't speak the same language that, that we do. The civilian world doesn't have the same priorities or um, especially depending on where you go, they may not have the same moral structure. And that can be, uh, for me, it was very, it made my morals itch a lot of transactions or a lot of uh, interactions that I would have. It's just, 
so I had to find other people like-minded like me that I could have those conversations about and, and then move into those transitions that way to where you have someone that you can trust. If it's looking for a job, um, if it's um, looking at talking to recruiters, like different uh, industry recruiters, seeking their veteran programs and going through their veteran uh, services side of it is definitely a big help. And then, like I said, staying active is another one and, and just being open to remember that you can't do it by yourself. It, 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 it doesn't work that way. Like I thought I had it figured out. I thought I was going to be good. I got out and yeah, I was able to find a job relatively quickly and I, I got licensed as a financial advisor and I, I got with a good company, but at the same time, we still didn't speak the same language. I'm in there like, yo, how come no one's getting this stuff done or they work at a different pace or, or yeah, they're, or, you know, just the shadiness that you sometimes see. And I'm like, this didn't make sense. Um, the disrespect and, and stuff like that to leadership, I had to seek out the other veterans and or reach back to my mentorship that I still had from the Marine Corps to kind of settle me in. And I was blessed to have that. And so now I definitely try to, to, to give that to all anybody else that I come in contact with. You had mentioned like, you know, suicide and, and veteran suicide is something that's really, really I'm passionate about. Um, something that's really important to me because I feel like we can change so much more if we talk about our problems and they don't get over as overwhelming when we have those support systems in place. So it's, it's dire that we do that. Right. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Support systems are, are crucial. And then that's that something I struggle with too, thinking I needed to figure everything out by myself. Right. <laughs> and not asking for help, but you know, it's okay to it's okay. need help. Like it's okay to need help. And yeah. getting out the trans making a major transition, regardless if it's military or not, you need support. You need that inner you know, that circle that will be there. You just need to ask for help, but that that takes takes us being vulnerable enough to ask for help and not thinking we can we can just muscle through everything yeah that pride will get in the way won't it yeah it will Uh, what was one of the biggest challenges you faced personally when you got out because you say you had Um, thought you figured it out but what was that what was that major obstacle that you could remember it it's it's still it's one of the major one is still the one i battle with all the time it's it's the morality piece like being in the military we have certain codes of conduct we have we we get we learn a different moral system, system of morals. Well, I won't even say it's different. We just enforce the ones that are there. Like we don't just talk it. We, we actually walk it. And coming into the civilian world, there's a lot of uh, moral corruption. And it's, and it's okay. It just seems like it's okay. That's part of the business. And it's part of that you have to navigate. And for me, that's a big struggle. It was... Um, like I said, had a great job, great company, but there was in, in all things, there were things that I didn't always agree with from a moral standpoint. And <laughs> um, one of the big things was I had a conversation with, so I was in sales. I had a conversation and I'm like, um, I'm in financial sales. I'm working with them. I'm talking to people looking to sell them financial plans. Um, my job was to sell financial plans to everyone. 
the way that it was sold to me though, or the idea was presented to me was that, Hey, I'm doing some financial plans for people that need it. Awesome. I'm all about helping people in need. Right. Um, during one of my training calls, uh, my leadership was like, well, how come after the call was over, we're doing an after action. And he was like, well, how come you didn't sell this person a plan? And I'm like, I was just talking to a little old lady. It was a little old, it was a, a little old lady. I think she was like in her eighties or nineties, eighties, seventies or eighties. And, um, the financial plan costs $50 a month. And I'm like, well, she didn't have a whole lot saved. She didn't, um, she didn't qualify in my mind. She didn't qualify for this plan. Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, that's not. And he was like, what did you say? What did you say? And he was like, well, that's not our, that's not for us to decide. I think were the words. That's not for us to decide. You let them decide and you present it to the client. And I'm like, but, I was like, but they don't need it. I don't, that's not right. And then I was like, if she can't afford it, then why, where do I stand? And they're like, well, if they, if they buy it, then that's on them. Yeah. And I'm like, that's no, that's not how this works. <laughs> right. Like, why would I put someone in, in peril that way? And that was when I realized that my morals didn't really match up with all of the, all, all of the sales opportunities out there. And that was when I decided maybe I need to do something else. I took that knowledge and moved um, something else. Mm. And that's my biggest hurdle now. It's like anytime something kind of rears up, like it doesn't, it, it doesn't make sense morally, it bugs me. So right. sales is hard when, uh, <laughs> sales is hard <laughs> when, when you got your morals involved. That's what I've learned. That's the challenge. It's true, man. It's in business, there's a lot. There's a lot of people that want your money. So <laughs> when it comes and they're willing to, to do anything to get it, right? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. For for me, a lot of the the challenges were around expectations of what it was supposed to be like. <laughs> like right. how how it was supposed to be for me, you know, I got you know, I started off with real estate, had my license, how it was supposed to look, you know, how right. you know, it, everyone thinks they have these expectations set up. And then now I'm, I'm just like, expectations are really the biggest stressor <laughs> for me. It's like, what expectations am I trying to live up to? And yeah. it wasn't my own. <laughs> right. That's the hard okay, part. Yeah. It's like, we're, we're supposed to have these transitions. We're supposed to do this. We're supposed to you know, in the, after the military, you're so desirable because you have military experience and your leadership. <laughs> and then like as some, some companies are like, we don't even want people in the military because they have such a rigid way of thinking. And like, yeah, it, it yeah. really depends where you go, but what you want to do. Uh, did you, before you got out, did you have like a clear vision of what you wanted? Did you have that, that preparation before, or was it just something that you were kind of leaning with in what direction you were going, you just kind of felt like that was the route you wanted to take. Honestly, I had no idea what I was going to do. No idea whatsoever. It was like, uh, I got in the military. I was married at the time. Uh, the wife was from Vegas. So that worked out. I came out to Vegas and, and started that. And, um, that fell apart pretty quick once I got here. And, but yeah, so like it was, it was, there was no plan. There was no plan. It was just, my only plan was, all right, I'm gonna get to Vegas and go from there. Um, mm. I've, I've known other people that have planned out a little bit more and, and had jobs waiting for them when they get out. 
very smart move. If that's something you can do, then absolutely do it. But otherwise, yeah, I, I didn't have any plan. I just showed up and, you know, you know how we do. We just, you show up and you just make mission. You figure it out, <laughs> figure it out. Figure I'm it here. Out. What's next? So yeah. it made it, it made it stressful. Yeah, for sure. And I, I was starting to see that too for my, some of my friends getting out and just like not knowing what they're going to do next, which yeah. kind of adds to the anxiety and overwhelm of just having a complete change in life. So I agree with you, man. If you have the opportunity to have something lined up so you can just make that transition because you make a transition from making guaranteed money to making nothing. Right. Like what I chose right. to do, go from making <laughs> great money to mm-hmm. self-employment <laughs> right. without anything right. in between. You know, that, that puts a lot of pressure. <laughs> yeah. Depending, oh, especially thing. like, you know, some of us guys that are getting out that have families and you're mm-hmm. the breadwinner. Um, it, it can be a lot of pressure. Now, granted, when I, when we talk about that, when I say, you know, have something, if you have, if you can have something lined up to, to do it, only, only if that line aligns with your intention, though, because it's like, you know, some people we get out of the military and I could have did uh, I could have got an electronics job in mm. North Carolina and stayed there. But that wasn't what that didn't align with what I wanted for my life. That didn't align for what I wanted later on. And I was I, I was willing to go the harder route for that. Now. Expectations are great. It's, it's, um, it gives us something to, you know, uh, something to shoot at, a target to shoot at. But at the same time, it's always, it's always okay to change course. Course correction is, is acceptable at any moment. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Definitely. And I, I think I noticed that when I was in the military, I didn't feel very aligned with what I was doing, right? Just that line of work, I felt like wasn't living up to my, I wasn't living up to my potential doing that. And yeah. then I got out, thought I had something else in mind. And then I felt the same, same way. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah, we talked about that. And you, we we you, talked about that. Like, <laughs> I know. And, and I get it because I, I understand where you're coming from on that. You know, it's heck. Again, I was in finance. It was, it was a different thing. It's, you know, we're, we're similar in that aspect to where we want to just, we want the education. Our expectation is that we want to get out here and help people. Mm-hmm. and and it's the way we've gone about it so far is not always hasn't always been the one that aligns best with with our intention mm-hmm. but what you're doing now is fantastic what you're doing now hey. <laughs> definitely aligns better with what you're what, what you're what you want to create and it's it amazing does. to watch i appreciate you i appreciate you man and it was it was taking that risk for me because like i didn't even if you would have told me last year when i got out that I was going to be doing podcasts by the end of the year, I would have been like, nah, man, I'll, I'll do that later on. <laughs> I ain't ready for all that. So I just, know our conversations <laughs> about you starting a podcast were always like, yeah, one of these days. Yeah, one of these days. Eventually. 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 <laughs> and I'm like, why not, man? You got it. And it's, it's, but at the same time, I'm trying to build something and, and I, I, I did all the talk and I'm out here running around in circles myself and here you are. Uh, making it happen and inspire me to do more. So that's, that's, that's how this works. This is why we need to find that tribe, why mm-hmm. we need to find those like minds so we can continue to exactly. push each other forward. 
And that's what support is, man. You supported me to get going. I'm supporting you. And we just, it's never ending. It's you, yep. give, you give and you receive, you give and receive. And that's, that's the beauty in life, man. You have those relationships, you have that support. And then when, when you work together with other great minds, like there's nothing that's impossible. And I think right. a lot of, a lot of veterans just undervalue themselves when they get out. They don't realize how much they have to offer. And this mm -hmm. is why it was important for me to have you on here and have these conversations because like you're brilliant and you have so much knowledge and wisdom. You have spent that many years <laughs> in the military. You've, you've been through that transition. And then there's other people that let the difficulties and challenge overtake. And that's why we see that veteran suicide rate go up and up and up because the challenging, the challenges become bigger than their value in themselves. Yeah. And, yeah. Dude, it's hard to see, man. It's hard to see because like if, if you didn't value yourself, I wouldn't have this conversation with you. I would never met you. Right. And then right. the impact well, you had and the impact you had on my life, like I probably wouldn't have a podcast going right now. <laughs> right. So that, that that's the power of like connection and just believing in yourself. So did, was there a time where you were just like you got out of the military and you just you felt that roller coaster because we know there's a roller coaster but let, yeah. let's go down the deep part because yeah, yeah, yeah what was going through your head when you went in that deep part where you didn't really value yourself or if there was a deep part, i'm not going to assume but i know it was for me there was a roller coaster and now his no. so yeah it's that? it's 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 definitely a roller coaster right like it's it's currently a roller coaster ride and here we are we're going into you know the holiday season and um things can get overwhelming even on even when we feel like our life is at the best you know the holiday season can come sometimes and we always and and i can question where i am or what i'm doing uh right now again i'm going through another transition and it's no it's tough and it, yeah there are dark times and it's like currently right now like i'm battling a dark time like currently right now, it's one of those things to where I have to remind myself of value, of contribution, of what, um, what I've accomplished. Uh, David Goggins talks about the cookie jar. Mm -hmm. I have to go in that cookie jar and pull out the accomplishments that I have made to remind me, look, hey, you did this. You came from Milwaukee. You came from growing up across the street from crack houses and, and drive-by shootings to now living in Vegas and you've seen the world and you've done all these things. It's, uh, it's those little reminders. So the dark times come and I talk about it a little bit sometimes where it's like the battle with, you know, with our brothers and sisters as veterans and with people in general, they happen in those quiet rooms in the dark. You're sitting there and you're just like questioning the demons are talking and whispering in your ear and they're, and they're, they're, calls calling you to question your value and and what you have to be uh grateful for and what kind of contribution you can have to the world and during those times it's it's tough it's tough but we have to um what works for me is going back through old messages i have like this folder or spot of text messages from friends that are reminding me, hey, thanks for saying this, or hey, thanks for being here for for me during this time. Um, and I use that sometimes. I've I've dipped into those. It's not sometimes it's just the 
getting a motivational quote off online somewhere, off the internet somewhere, and kind of putting that into my own words and putting it towards things that I've already done. But those other times, those those personal messages that I get on Facebook and Instagram that say, hey, I appreciate you for this, or thanks for saying that because I need it, or making this video because that really helped me during during my time. That's what helps me make it to the next sunrise. It's, mm-hmm. it is, it's not always glamorous, right? But uh, this is the fight. And we're not, it's a reminder that we're not in it alone. And we have that value. And we have to remember to, we have to remember the impact we have had on the world. Even when we think we don't. Even if you don't get these messages on Facebook or you don't do these things and these text messages come, someone's always watching us. Someone's always inspired by us. If we keep fighting, we inspire so many people we don't even know that are paying attention, be it on social media, be it in our personal lives, anywhere you go. People say, oh, I know you're in the military. And I'm like, oh, they're like, oh, were you in the military? I'm like, yeah. And I'm, they're like, how can you tell? They, oh, the way you walk. Oh, the way you stand. Oh, the, your presence. Oh, whatever the case may be. People see us. People see us and we inspire them more than we actually know we do. So we got to keep fighting. That's huge, man. That's huge. You know, always being watched. Whether you always. know it or not, man, people are looking at you. They're looking up at you. They're, they're learning from you. They're feeding off your energy. And that's one of the things that attracted me to you, man. Your energy. Your yeah, we had a good time, right? Dude, yeah. Just, oh, yeah. I, heard, I walked over there. I walked yeah. over to the table. We just started talking. Yeah, right? it was just like I knew you for like 10 years or something. But nope. Uh, and... I'm glad you were, you allowed yourself to be open like that and do the cookie jar. That, yeah, I couldn't even said it any better than that, man. We got to keep reminding and life is always a fight, man. And people think I have all my stuff figured out. Like I still fight daily. Right. You saw me yesterday. Like I was a mess, but like, <laughs> like dude, right. every day it's a constant battle and people think it's supposed to be easy. I thought it was going to be easy. It wasn't. And I, you know, that's where that punch in the face came in. Yeah. Yeah. That everybody's going through a struggle. You know, every veteran, every major transition someone has in life is not going to be sunshine and rainbows. So I appreciate you talking about that because it is tough and it's a constant battle. Les Brown says life is a fight for territory. You got to fight for what you want or else what you don't want will take over. And that, that doesn't end. It doesn't stop. (laughs) It doesn't stop. Like, yeah. even even where I'm at now, like it might people might think it's I look all I'm I'm look major successful. I'm I'm doing podcasts. I'm like I wear a suit. It's just, <laughs> right, it's, right, right. You know, got the trim beard. <laughs> trim it up. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, but then it's still a daily constant battle. I got to remind myself that you know my voice matters enough to make a recording to have you on a call right? To reach yeah, out to, to continue this because like you said, I have a similar thing. I have, I have uh, like screenshots and area where I, I keep messages of people who had some type of impact of something I did or said. Remind, that's like my cookie jar. Yeah. Right? Like it, it reminds me like, the, you know, doing this actually is helping somebody and then having you on here, if, if we could potentially save one veteran from those thoughts this right. was one of the most successful podcasts ever. Exactly. Right? I don't exactly. care if there's a million downloads. Like if I saved a life or just helped someone get through that down cycle of their roller coaster, 
like they'll, they'll be comfortable with being uncomfortable. That was a, mm-hmm. that was a major thing for me is learning how to just sit with it and be okay in the struggle. And <laughs> dude, it's been, it's been a hell of a ride, but man, I'm, I'm, I'm glad to have support of you and like a bunch of other people. And I'm always looking for ways to grow and support. And what was, if you can remember, what was one of the best pieces of advice you got when you were about to get out or during your transition or even like current days on getting you through the, the Navy we call it going through the shitter. Right. Um, <laughs> going through the shitter. And it's, it, it goes back to just like what, what I had mentioned, like there's, there's always someone watching you. Like there's always someone looking up to you. I had a, I had a leader um, a long time ago. I was a, a young sergeant and he pulled me to the side and he used to tell me, you know, cause even while I was in, you know, things would go sideways. I, I was, you know, that self-sabotage sneaks up on, sneaks up on us all the time. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's something I battled with for a long time and I've been winning that battle. So it's great. But, you know, I had one of, one of my leaders told me, he was like, you need to, you need to do, sometimes you need to do things not for yourself. Sometimes you need to do it for the other person, for the other guy, for someone that's, for the people that are watching you, for the young Marines that are looking to you as the example of who they should be and what's okay. And that was some of the best advice for me because it's, because it, it takes away that, it takes away that, you know, um, it makes it bigger. It makes it bigger than myself. And just like that's, you know, we get up for, we, we're willing to do more. The average person is willing to do more for someone else than they are for themselves. You know, I know I am. I'll, I'll give my last dollar. I'll, I'll, jump, I'll jump into a burning car to pull somebody out, you know, if, if need to. I'm not the best swimmer, but I'll probably jump in, into a river and try to figure it out for this, for, a, for some soul that needs to be saved. Um, but for myself, you know, it's like, eh, it's just me. Eh, I'll be fine. Or, eh, you know, finding that it's, it's easy to give up on myself. I can give up on myself before I can give up on you before I can give up on my son, before I can give up on my family. I can, it's, it's, so taking that advice of like, there's always somebody watching, there's always someone that you're inspiring and being an example for pushes me. That's the best advice I've ever gotten. That's, that's what says, all right, you can't quit today. You can't quit today. Mm-hmm. Yesterday was an example for me. I laid in the bed all day yesterday. No reason. I'm like, I couldn't find a good enough reason to get up and I was just laying around and being lazy. And, uh, but I had promised I was going to a gathering. It was a birthday party that I was person that I was invited to. And this person said it would mean a lot if I, if I went. So I had, so it's like, look, Corey, we got to get up. You can't stay here. You, you got to go. You were invited. This is, it's not about you. It's not about you. Get out of your shit, put on some clothes, and go have a good time. And I did. I went and had a great time. Mm-hmm. Once I got up out of my shit, you can't just sit in it. That, so that's always the best advice. Someone, someone else is expecting you. Mm-hmm. You know, in the military, we talk about it. You know, if you don't do your job, people die, right? That doesn't stop. If we don't do our job, if we don't show up, 
someone's going to miss out on something that they may have needed for life or death. I firmly believe that. I love that. I love that. Was that, was that one uh, difficult challenge for you? Cause I, I imagine Marines, uh, especially ones who've been overseas and doing all those things have a really strong sense of camaraderie. And I know in the submarine force, we have a, a stronger sense of camaraderie than a lot of the other platforms in the Navy because yeah. we're small, small crews yeah. that do a lot of work. How was dealing with that camaraderie? Cause I know you mentioned you were keeping in touch. Was that, was that something that helped you a lot or what other things did you do to keep that sense of camaraderie even outside the military? Yeah, it helps a lot. Keeping that going. Like, um, Facebook has been real big. It's been real good for me as far as finding like those veteran groups. You know, I, I'm in like a Marine Corps veteran one. I'm in like a, a U.S. Uh, an Air Wing veteran one. I'm in this this group of just like uh, <laughs> uh, gunnery sergeants like E8 and below or e- E7s and below like group group. And to where people either were just talking trash or we're talking about memories or we're having like just the armed forces groups that I'm in and, you know, the camaraderie between the different branches. It's, it's huge. And I, we have a lot of public conversations in the posts and different things. And I find information there. Sometimes that's really helpful for me. And then I also have, you know, I meet people in these groups and then we'll have these side conversations or people I've met, uh, met up with in my city um, here in Vegas. It's, it's huge. It's huge to have it. It's when you spend like, you know, even you, you, you spend five years, that's five years of your life every single day around a certain kind of people. And then to just up and walk away from that is, is traumatizing. It's just like going into the military is traumatizing, right? It's like that, that was a struggle, but at least the system was in place to get us through that struggle. When we get out of the military, there's no, it's it's harder to find that system to 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 make it happen and we have to kind of rely on ourselves to remember to reach out you know to remember to 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 find those like-minded people that is that's great man stay connected yeah stay, just because you, you have get some out, groups that you follow or i got a few groups that i'm in i i follow like a there's a submarine veteran group and there's some las vegas veterans uh there's a few groups that there's veterans too, veterans okay. that have entrepreneurial businesses and whatnot. Uh, yeah. and just and just keeping in touch, man. It's just it's cool to to keep that going because, like you said, you you never know where you can show up and offer something that can be life changing for somebody. Your presence, like if you didn't go to that birthday party, what would they have missed out on? Right, like right you. <laughs> so. <laughs> We have a lot to offer and just keeping that connection going, man. Cause like you said, we, we have, I have a crew of over 140 people. And then one day I got a crew of one, <laughs> like, right. <laughs> the next right, day. Right. But it doesn't have to be that way. That's, I could, I could choose to connect with them, right. Facebook phone numbers, everything is still possible. So definitely great advice, man. appreciate that. Stay connected, stay in touch with people. We are, tribal species so we absolutely need we need that in or out the big the big military <laughs> is still we're still humans at the end of the day we still need connection yeah, yeah so, we need it we need it what do you have any like resources or specific things besides like veteran groups and whatnot like 
any specific groups or not groups like podcasts, books, uh, sources of motivation or inspiration to help you get through some of your tough times? Um, specifically, no, not really. I have, um, I've, I've created a lot of custom stuff though. Like, so there's tons of podcasts out there. There's tons of, um, um, different ways. And there's, there's, there's pretty much anything you can think of. There's a podcast out there for it at this point. And it, that can be overwhelming sometimes because there's so many choices. So we get that analysis paralysis kicks in. Um, but at the same time I go through, I'm on YouTube a lot to where I find, uh, YouTube either, uh, compilation videos of like motivational speeches or I follow like certain ones like you know you mentioned Les Brown I listen to Les Brown a lot he'll he'll move you if you need to get moved Les will move you Les will move you if if you're in a bad mood Les will bring that bad mood he'll he'll raise it because that he's he's ridiculous he's ridiculous Mm -hmm. and he's talented his newer stuff he's still active and then his, his older speeches will definitely get you out of bed they'll definitely get you moving they'll definitely have you moving forward so i have i have a playlist on youtube right now that i kind of go to for motivation when when i really really need it another little cookie jar it's full mm-hmm. of like david goggins stuff uh gary v stuff it's like there's some jocko in there there's definitely some less um it's it's a motley crew of stuff and mm-hmm. Sometimes I run across something that may inspire me on accident and I'll, and I'll save it to that playlist mm-hmm. or a conversation I may be having some with, with someone and they mention somebody I'll, I'm, I'm, I'm quick with my Apple notes. I pull it up, boop, boop, Siri, make this note <laughs> and I'll find this person later. I'll, I'll look it up right, right away and then save it because, because I know how valuable those resources can be. I know there's going to be a time to when I need to be reminded of mm-hmm. certain things almost daily for me (laughs) every morning and that's good man some days i don't feel like doing anything but you can get on youtube and hit the play button yeah that's one thing you could do to get you out of that mood so if you can't take on the day maybe just take on that one task listen to something positive today to get me going (laughs) yeah don't get me going at least it'll keep me from falling look it's it's, if it don't get me going at least it'll be something Life's a fight of territory. Yep, exactly. So, dude, I appreciate that, man. I, I I feel like this is going to be very powerful and helpful for people to realize that it, everyone struggles, especially transitioning out of the military. Like, if you're a military or a veteran, like, you know, if you don't know yet, you're going <laughs> to. You're going <laughs> to <you're not, laughs> know. Whether you yep. retire or you get out after one or two tours, like, you're going to know. Yep. And yep. and I hope this finds the right people in those times to just know we all struggle. Feed your mind daily because that just going to keep you keep you afloat if it needs to or keep you going forward, man. Uh, and I appreciate you, man. There's so many things I'd love to talk to you about and to keep this at a digestible timeline. I don't pull the right. joke. I can't pull the Joe Rogan three, four hour podcast yet. <laughs> we're not there yet. We're not yeah, there yet. Not yet. It's, I work it's taking, taking steps though. Taking steps. Right. 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 <laughs> but definitely appreciate all the wisdom and the advice because like you said, man, that, that this 30, 40 minutes, wherever we spent could be that much needed motivation for someone to keep moving. Um, stop that person from those dark thoughts 
And at this point, this is one of the reasons why I created this podcast is yeah. to help people with the self-awareness to get through it, right? Because if you're not even self-aware that you're depressed, you can't hit the play button and get that motivation or you can't ask somebody to listen to you or whatever the case is. So um, yeah, appreciate you. yeah. One of, one of the sayings, I can't remember where I heard it, but I use it a lot like because it really hit me was that, you know, sometimes we can't see the picture because we're inside the frame. So mm -hmm. if we're, we're, we're in it and we're looking, we have to have that awareness, just like, just that it's a big part of your teachings. And it's a big part of what's gotten me through a lot of things is that awareness to be like, okay, wait a minute, what's happened to where I'm just, you're in it and you don't realize. And all of a sudden you get that glimmer of awareness. Like, hold on this. All right. Where am I sitting? Oh, I'm sitting in shit. I need to get up. I need to figure this out. What'd be the next mm -hmm. steps? And, and that's where that, that comes from. So we have to, the, 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 the teachings and the awareness, that self-awareness that you're teaching is, is vital. And that's, what's going to save, save a lot of people. Definitely. Definitely, man. I appreciate you so much. I'm so glad I get to have you and have these conversations all the time. I mean, we had like a bunch of these conversations. I was like, damn, <laughs> so many. We need to start so recording many. some of these. <laughs> right, right. So but, um, many. This, I'm this, glad this we finally got, love it. got this one in. And I'm looking forward for the next ones because, you know, there's so much you have to offer. There's so much experience. So much. I, we even touched it in finances that much. But I know we didn't talk about finance. I know you had, <laughs> I know you had some video or a podcast about you know finance and fitness and things of that nature because it all plays together. It's all part of how we're how we're making it. And um, no, I'm excited. Yeah, we got a lot to talk about. We got a lot to talk about. We do, man. I look forward to the next one. I appreciate you and appreciate your time. And I appreciate uh, you, brother. I look forward to doing this soon again. That is all for this episode. Thank you for tuning in. If you found any value in this episode, someone you know will also. Please share, subscribe, leave a rating and review so we can reach more people, have a farther ripple and a larger impact. Stay grateful. I appreciate you. And remember, you are a conqueror.